You're listening to the Audacious Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at our Chester campus. We know this is a great investment into your life. So tune in, listen up and stay focused. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. We are in week three of our Jude series. And uh, if you've not been here the, up till now, where have you been? Um, but we are in week three every year. We take time to look through uh, a book of the Bible. Oh, thanks, guys. You can go and come back very soon. Um, so we're in week three. And Jude, hey, if you got to mid-February and you've not managed to read a book of the Bible, then I want to encourage you to read Jude because it's one chapter and you're going to feel really good about yourself. So if you're not kind of kick-started your Bible reading plan, don't worry, don't fear. Just go home this afternoon, read Jude. It'll take you all of about 12 minutes and you're like, yes, I'm back on track. I've read a whole book of the Bible. So I encourage you to do that. But really, Jude, um, it's, it's a a book of uh, kind of like rallying. It's a book of um, warning, but it's also a book of instruction. And really Jude is, is in a time and is speaking to the Christians of the time. And he's saying, guys, I don't know if you've noticed, but the world out there has gone a little bit crazy. Things are not going well. Things are not looking how I think God intended them to look. Uh, I don't know what it says in the the heading in your Bible, but in mine it says, the sin and doom of ungodly people. (laughs) Wow. So he's going, guys, the, the world is filled with immorality. It's filled with ungodliness. People are hating on people. People are being violent. People are betraying people. People are lying. People are kind of taking the truth, making their own truth, walking away from truth. It's all going a little bit wrong. I don't know if you've noticed, but it's all going a little bit wrong. And I reckon there's probably a lot of similarities that we can have with Jude in the context that he was speaking to us today. But the good thing is, is by the time you get to the end of Jude, he's actually reminding us that this is all going on in the world. It's chaos. It's it's not looking good. There's gloom and doom and oh my goodness. But church, just remember that we are just waiting for the promise of eternal life. That actually this isn't the end. This isn't the full stop. This isn't what God intended for us uh, for all eternity because we have the promise of eternal life with Jesus. So really he's saying, okay, we have the victory. Overall, it's good news. Who's pleased about that? It's good news. But at the moment we are waiting. We are here, we are dealing with the world and all its chaos and all its ungodliness and all the immorality. We are here dealing with that. And really the rally is, is for as a church, is saying, okay, whilst we're waiting, can I just remind you church, we are not those who shrink back. We are not those who are just going to take on all the doom and gloom of the world and all the things that it tries to throw us. No, we're not those who shrink back. We're people of faith. Church, we're people of faith. And he starts in his, uh, the beginning of the chapter and saying, I felt compelled to write and urge you to contend for the faith. Contend for the faith. So he's saying, guys, come on. There is a war going on and we're not just going to sit back, lie back, shrink back. We're going to contend. We're going to stand up and we're going to fight. So that's what kind of, you know, Jude is telling has been telling us in this book. And I know that we've been looking at um, stick to the word. 
We've been looking last week at build yourselves up. And I want us to look this week at verse 21. I'm going to read from verse 20, but verse 21. It says, But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. We did that last week. Verse 21. Keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. There's the hope. He says, verse 21, keep yourselves in His love. The title of the message this morning is stay in His love. Everyone shout, stay in. Stay in. Stay in. Stay in His love. It's the instruction from June. It's what we're going to look at this morning. Last month, uh, it was my birthday which is always like, you know, love-hate thing about January because, you know, January, it's after Christmas, it's cold, it's winter. But then it's my birthday, which is always good as a kid because you basically just, whatever you didn't get on your Christmas list, you just bump over to January. It's quite helpful. Um, but anyway, so we'd been in Australia that, that week. We'd just uh, landed on the Monday and Bertha was on the Saturday. So I was like, by the time I was just jet lagged, I was like, I just want to chill. So I'd gone for the whole, let's chill out on my birthday option on a Saturday. Because you rarely get your birthday on a Saturday. I mean, I don't know what the statistics are. It'll come around. But you know, it feels like that. So I just stayed in. And then I was like, okay, towards the end, I'm like, okay, I don't want to cook, obviously. It's my birthday. Let's just venture out. So we ventured out at 5.30, which is like not the dinner time, is it? Usual dinner time. But went out for dinner to this nice Italian. The kids all loved it. It was great. I didn't have to cook or wash up. And so I got home and it was like 7.30 and I'm sat on my lounge, in my lounge, in my pyjamas with a drink watching Gladiators. And I'm like, this is bliss. This is like total bliss. It's 7.30. And I'm like, gosh, I am so getting a bit older. Because as I get older, I realise that, you know, that staying in is the new going out. Anyone with me? Yes? Staying in? Now, we all had those moments where we have to decide, am I going to stay in or am I going to go out? You know, and there's like that friend's birthday party. There's that family do which you promised you'd go to because you missed the last one. There's that, I don't know, that adventure day that you signed up for, which was a good idea at the time. But now your warm bed is calling you and you're like, oh, warm bed, Netflix, binge watch. Yeah, oh, I don't know. Just that tension. And as I get older, I just learn that, you know, the temptations to go out are less and less. As I learn, I just love staying at home, just love being at home. And I think that feeling of being at home, wherever that is for you, it represents that place of warmth, safety, comfort, familiarity. You can, you know, wear what you want. You can put your PJs on, your loungewear. You don't have to do your hair, Lee, and your makeup. You know, it's just like you can be yourself, can't you? I reckon that feeling that we all have, and we all know, and you know, all the nuances that go with it, but we all have that place that we, we love to just stay. That thing that we can kind of think, yeah, I feel safe, just can be myself, don't have to put a mask on, don't have to conform to anything, just be myself. Those feelings that we have, I believe that's what we can know and experience when we stay in God's love. God's love is like that. And, uh, you know, let me just remind you of what God's love is. God's love is truth. It's affirmation and approval. It's safety and protection and comfort. It's strength and hope. In His love, we're restored. We're forgiven. We're made new. In His love, we're healed. In His love, we're uplifted and set free. I reckon if I did a poll in this place right now, there'd not be many people who'd be going, you know, anyone want to stay in that love? I don't think there'd be many people going, nah, 
I think I'll give it a miss. I think I'm okay. It's not for me. I think I'm not. No, we all saying yes. I want a bit of that. I want a bit of uh, uplifting. I want a bit of restoring. I want to feel connect, uh, comforted. I want to feel healed. I want to feel secure. I want to feel protected. I want to feel every one of us wants to stay in that. The problem we have is that the enemy's goal is to take us out to take us out of that place. His role in life is the, the liar. He's the one that wants to distort the truth. He wants to pull us away from the truth. He wants to rob us of the truth. He will do anything he can to take us out of the love of God. And church, I want us to take on Jude's kind of rally cry and instruction this year where we're not going to allow the world to take us out of what God designed us to stay in. I want us to say, come on, we're going to contend for our faith. And how we're going to do that is we're going to be committed. People say, I'm going to do everything I can to stay in His love. Stay in His love. And I was reading in John 15, and this is a great piece of scripture. I encourage you again, go home and read this. But I think this is Jesus speaking the analogy of the, the vine and the branches. And I think it paints a great picture of what I'm trying to communicate with us today and how we can kind of really take this on board. So let me read you here from John 15. It says here from verse five, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown to the fire and burnt. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. Everyone say, stay in. Stay in. See, when we stay in His love, we discover some things. And the first thing is this, I want you to know, is that you discover your source of strength. I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So if we're going to contend for our faith, if we're going to fight the good fight, run the race, not get weary and not get taken out, then we've got to know how we can keep ourselves going. How are we going to keep ourselves going for the journey? Now, I said at the beginning, me and Mark were in Australia, went to Planet Shakers uh, conference, which was amazing. And we'd been many times before, but I'd been in my 20s, okay? And in my 20s, my body was, was, was okay with a 22-hour flight. At another 20 years, not so keen. I literally can't think of anything worse than being on a flight for 22 hours. Like there's just nothing like it, like being cramped, contained on this vehicle that's, you know, goes this way, that way, turbulent. It's just like awful. It just think of the most awful thing. It's awful just being on this plane, on this seat. And honestly, on the way back, like you get there and you're like, oh, I just want to die. This is awful. And then you're thinking, I've got to do that all again to get home. And the only thing on that first leg, which is 14 hours, the only thing that kept me going was the idea that when I get to Doha Airport, I'm going to find a piece of floor and I'm just going to lie on it outstretched, like fully, like my legs are going to be extended, my hair, I am just going to lie down. I've got a little picture. This was my moan of joy. This is me. This is Mark. And it was so good. They, they put like AstroTurf down in the middle of the airport just for me. It was great. 
Like there was lots of other people, but oh, that moment right there, I just, it just brings me so much joy. I literally was just lying there like, thank you, Jesus. Like, take me now. This is brilliant. I didn't want to get on the next flight for another eight hours. But the thing is, that's what kept me going on the flight. But I've got to know, what is it that's going to keep me going in life? Through all the twists and the turns, how am I going to handle this? How are we going to fuel ourselves when the, the world out there is chaos, when the world out there is pulling, shouting, being loud and all, you know, everything's going on. How am I going to find my source of strength? Staying in His love. At times, we're more bothered about being, our phones being charged up and connected than we are about our own lives. We have to make sure we're connected to our source of strength. It says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. Without me, you can do nothing. How silly are we at times that we try? Like how many times have I genuinely tried to do life on my own thinking, I've got this, I can do this. No, I can't. I find that out and then I'm like, oh, Jesus, you said I can't do anything without you. You're so right. And the thing is, is that the world will try to give us fake fixes. We will look for power and strength in all different things. They say, you know, in the relationships that we have, and they're God-given at times and they're brilliant, but they're not our ultimate source of strength. We lean on relationships. We lean on moments of pleasure. We lean on moments of trying to push um, to get position and title. We get, you know, accolades and, and wealth, and we're trying to accumulate all th these things, thinking it's what's going to keep us going. We look for holidays and days off and think, that's just what I need to keep us going. And all of that is probably good but at any moment it can be taken away at any moment it comes to an end but God he is our source of strength in his love we find our true source of strength it re-energizes us it refreshes us it renews us it fixes what is broken it gives us our strength and our faith to go again the ability to stand up to the battle, the ability to stand up to what life throws at us. He is a source of strength. Psalm 18 says, you, Lord, keep my lamp burning. You keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. With your help, I can advance against a troop. With my God, I can scale a wall. Psalm 46, verse 1, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Church, He is our source of strength. Staying in His love, connected to Him, is what gives us our source of strength to do life. And you know, last year I found um, myself, it was one of those years where the storms of life just kept on coming. Wave after wave from different direction, just about got a breath and then another wave would hit. And it felt like, and I'm sure there's people in this room and maybe you're in it right now, or maybe you've had seasons where you feel like life is trying to take you out. From every direction, life is taking you out. And that's kind of how I found that myself last year. And I got to a point where I'm like, I feel, I'm like, I want to get out. Never mind life trying to take me out. And I remember saying, God, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. Stop the boat. I want to get off. And I felt God speak to me really specifically and said, Emily, I'm in the boat. I'm in the boat. Stay close to me and we're going to get to the other side. And in that moment, everything changed. And it's not that I didn't know that God's always with me, but you know when you're in a storm, you just need to hear Jesus say, I'm with you. 
Stay close to me and we're going to get to the other side. And that word carried me through um, the rest of the season and, and ways continued to come. And do you know what I did? I, I hung so close to Jesus. And I just kept saying, I'm, I'm, I'm holding on really tight. And every time something else would come, I would just cling on to Jesus. Every morning I'd get up and I'd say, all I can do is cling on to you, Jesus. You are my source of strength to be able to put one foot in the front of the other. You're my source of strength to go through this. I can do this. He is your source of strength, but you have to stay in His love. Don't let life, don't let the world, don't let circumstances or people take you out. Stay in His love. Everyone say, stay in. The second thing is this, is that in His, in His love, you find your true identity. Just hold off one minute or a few. Okay, we find our true identity. Uh, John 15 verse 5 says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. I want you to know that you belong to God. You belong to Him. You may find a branch kind of like on its own over there, but it's because it belonged originally to a tree. You can't just be a branch, okay? You can't just be a branch. You have to have come from a tree. Biologically, I am the daughter of Mick and Kate, okay? I belong to them. But the truth is, I actually belong to God before I belong to them. That my origin and identity in Christ preceded my origin and identity in Mick and Kate. I want you to know that you belong to Him. So when the world tries to push you out, say you don't belong, that you don't fit, that they try to push you out, cancel you out, that you need to know your identity is, I belong to God. I belong to Him. I belong to Him. You are loved by Him. I am the Father. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. You are loved by God. Who got a Valentine's card this week? Some flowers, anyone? Yeah? That's all great. And we love all that. But I'm not talking about a Valentine kind of love. I'm talking about an unconditional, unending. I'm talking about lay your life down kind of love. You are loved by God. So no matter what your relationship status, no matter how you feel, whether you feel loved or not by the world, your identity is that you are loved by God, your Father. You're loved by Him. It also says here later down in John that you are chosen by God. You did not choose, choose me, I chose you. Just let that sink in for a minute. God chose you. We all know what it's like to not be chosen. You know, when you're in school and people pick teams and like you might have been the last one. We know that feeling of not being chosen. Maybe not being chosen for the job, for that promotion. Maybe not being chosen to be a part of that team or this team, to not be, uh, be chosen by somebody that you thought was going to choose you. But you are chosen by God, your Father. He chose you. Before the beginning of the world, Jeremiah says, He knew you. He chose you. Your identity is, is that you are chosen, adopted by God. And Ephesians, it says, For He chose us in Him before the creation of the world to be homeless, homeless not homeless, not homeless. Have your home in God. To be holy, holy and blameless in His sight. Okay, okay, play some music. It might help me. In, okay, in love, we're staying in His love. In love, He predestined us to adoption, to sonship, 
to sonship. So not only are you chosen by Him, you're adopted by Him and not adopted by Him to be His slave or be the lowest of the lowest, but adopted to be His child and heir with Christ, the Word of God says. So all these things, you know, that the world can throw at us about um, knocking our identity. And again, the enemy trying to sow lie after lie after lie about who you are. I want you to know that your true identity is found in Christ. When you stay in His love, you hear His words of affirmation. You hear the Father say, well done, good and faithful servant. You hear the Father say, I am pleased with you. I love you. You need to stay in His love to find your true identity. And the world right now is going to do everything it can to take you out of His love so that you don't hear that on a daily basis. The last thing is, is that when we stay in His love, we find our true uh, purpose, ultimate purpose. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. See, church, is really simple. Our purpose while we're on this planet, while we're waiting for the promise of eternity is literally to worship God, to worship God with everything, with our whole lives, with our thinking, with our actions, with our time, with our money, with our finances, with the way we do life. We're here to worship God. And as we lift Him up with our lives, as we sacrifice, we lift it up with our lives, at the overflow of that or the fruit of that is that we point people to Jesus. Because they look at our lives and like, wow, what is it about your life? So secure, so hopeful, so strong, so persevering. Look at your life and the fruit of our lives points people to Jesus. The trouble is, is that the world wants to say that our purpose is about so many other things. They try and talk to us about what our agenda of life should be, what we should have and what we shouldn't have, what we should be doing or should be saying. And a lot of what our focus is, is actually just packaging which God gave us. So our family, our career, even the gifts that God's given you, it's just packaging. It's just the vehicle that God uses to actually fulfill His promises and His will. Don't get caught up in the packaging. Don't let your focus be about your packaging, the next career thing, sorting family. And it's all good, but it's not your primary, your ultimate purpose. Your ultimate purpose is to worship Him and point people to Jesus. We have to stay in His love. Jude here, it's, it's an instruction, isn't it? Keep yourselves in His love. The first thing we see here is that it's an instruction. It's saying, keep yourselves in, which suggests that we can be out. The second thing is that it says, keep yourselves. I need you to hear this church, keep yourselves. Pastor Lee and Lizandri are not gonna keep you in, although they're gonna open this place every week and create moments where you can, but you gotta keep yourselves. Your husband or your wife, they're not gonna keep you in. Your mom and your dad, they're not gonna keep you in, guys. You've gotta make a conscious decision that I'm gonna keep myself in. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Keep yourselves in. It's a daily choice. A choice that we have to make every day to stay in His love. Stay in His love. And there are so many things that are going to keep you, try to keep you out. Sin and shame and guilt will try and keep you out of His love. All we have to do is repent on a daily basis. God, I'm sorry I messed up again. Jesus says, that's okay. That's what the cross was all about. 
we can come in. Don't let sin, shame keep you out of His love. There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus, says the Bible. What's gonna keep us out of His love is words. Words of others that put us down. Words of others that say you're not good enough, that you don't deserve it. Words of ourselves where we put uh, on repeat over and over again about how unworthy we are, how we're not valued enough, how we're not good enough. Words are gonna keep you out of the love of God. You've gotta get the Word on a daily basis to help keep yourself in and say, I'm not gonna choose to listen to other people's words or even myself. I'm gonna choose to listen to the truth, to the Word of God that says who I am in Christ. We've gotta get with the Word. And you've gotta make a choice to be intentional. The enemy is not just gonna be like, oh yeah, just go on. You stay in the love of God every day and carry on and everything's gonna be great. No. He's going to be throwing stuff at you and you've got to make a conscious decision every day. I'm going to spend time with God, be in His presence, allow Him to speak to me, to bring me strength, plugging into the power source, to hear Him say about who I am in Him, hear my identity from Jesus, to remember as I'm in His presence and as I'm in His love, oh yeah, life's simple. It's about worshipping you and pointing people to Jesus. You have to be intentional. We have to stay in His love. If we're gonna contend for our faith, Jude says, keep yourselves in the love of God. When we stand to our feet, we're gonna pray. I'm gonna pray for you guys. And I want us to make a decision today. Okay, 2024, with whatever is going out on there in the world, that I'm not gonna allow any of those things to keep me out of His love because His inner His love is where I need to be. And maybe there's some things, maybe there's some things I've just mentioned that you know of keeping you out of His love. And today really, I want us to respond to make a decision to say, okay, I'm gonna choose in this moment right now that I'm gonna stay in His love. And maybe you're battling with some of these things that are trying to keep you out. Maybe it's shame, maybe it's guilt, maybe unforgiveness. And you're saying, okay, I've got to, I need to deal with that because I need to stay in His love. I need His strength. I need His, the identity that I can find Him. I need to be in His love. And so we're gonna sing, and I want us to sing, um, Speak Jesus. Because what we're gonna declare is that we're gonna speak Jesus. We're gonna be speaking Jesus into whatever we're facing, saying Jesus, like, I guess a bit like me, Jesus, you're in the boat. I want to stay with you. I want to be close to you. I'm going to speak Jesus over areas of my life that I'm struggling with, that need breakthrough, that where there's fear. And so we're going to sing this and I want you to respond. I want to come and pray for some of you guys at the front here and some of the team can help me do this and just pray that this moment, from this moment, we're going to make a conscious choice. I'm staying in His love. Not going to allow other things, not going to allow words of people have spoken over me to keep me out of His love. But we're going to stay in His love. So let's sing this song and I want to encourage you to respond to Jesus. Thank you for listening to this Audacious podcast. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. We'd love for you to join us at one of our campuses, Manchester, Chester, or online, every Sunday, 10 a.m. and 12 p.m.